Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments and examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. Do you believe in aliens? <sighs> Do I believe in aliens? Well... Are you talking about illegal aliens? Because yeah. da, 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 No, um, I gotta tell you this. Tough question. Know, yeah, it is a tough question because there's a, there's a lot of evidence that goes both ways. And it's also, I guess I'm not arrogant enough to think we're the only ones who made it to the top. <laughs> like, it's a big universe and we're all really puny. We're just tiny little specks about the size of Mickey Rooney. Now, I, okay. Oh, <laughs> Mickey Rooney, we got a Mickey Rooney reference. That's actually a shout out to Animaniacs. That's amazing. Okay, that's well, that's awesome. Um, now I got to tell you something. As I'm getting older, I'm tending to think that that there are no aliens, oh, and I okay. don't know where this is. Well, there's a couple of reasons where this is coming from, but here's what I want to talk about: the Fermi paradox. So the Fermi paradox is a is a sort of uh, posing the question of. Why is there a contradiction between the lack of evidence for extraterrestrial civilizations and the high estimates for their probability? Like what you just said, Mm -hmm. one of the most well-known probability uh, equations is the Drake equation. It was created, I think, in 1961 and basically taking all of the stuff that we know about the size and and depth of the universe. It was the theory that we should have received 10,000 messages by 1961. From alien civilizations. When you think about the number of suns, the number of inhabitable planets, there probably are all this stuff that that is part of this. And he did but all those fir- calculations while he was in his feelings. So that's, oh, different Drake. Okay, sorry, different Drake. Go on. Oh my god, that's amazing. All right, so Fermi paradox is is again. He looks at all this. This person who did this and the billions of stars in the Milky Way, similar to the sun, high probability. And after he did all this stuff, he came up with three possibilities of what's happened. One. We've missed each other. Mm. 14 billion year old universe. Who knows? You know what? Civilizations miss each other. They rise, they fall. What happens, right? Two, they're already here, Mm -hmm. which I mean, that's another podcast. That's not the The truth is out there. It's out there. It would explain a lot of things, but whatever. (laughs) And then there's the third option. We're it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and Obviously, you can read a lot of stuff. I mean, there's been a lot of very scientifically minded journals that have talked about the more we're learning about the universe, we may be it. Right. So who knows? Right. All this stuff's going on about this. Why do I bring this up? Not just to have a, an existential conversation about <laughs> our place in the universe. The person who this who came up with this is Enrico Fermi. He was an Italian American physicist and the creator of the world's first nuclear reactor, which was the Chicago pile one. Um, He is the father of nuclear, you know, the architect of the nuclear age. Yes. Einstein and all of the great scientists that we know of. Yes. All part of the building blocks for all this. Fermi is the one who made it work. Like, yeah, actually was able to show that. Yeah, we can do this and everything that comes after that. Um, um, a giant in the in the whole yeah. practical, animals. not theoretical. No, no, pra- exactly practical application of these theories. He received the Nobel Prize in Physics at the age of thirty-seven. <laughs> well done, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's a long way around to go from aliens to the Nobel Prize 
two nuclear reactors. But but you know where nuclear reactors come in in the following <laughs> right. minute that we're because that's just about. how we roll here in mid sixty eight of Iron Man two from two thousand ten out of O's in two thousand ten directed yeah. by Mister John Favreau. Uh, so we are we pick up where we left off, which is right in the transition. So there's like there's like I don't know what ten frames of Rhodey <laughs> like Rhodey turning around, so like, looking back. Like, what have I done? Well, he what have I done? And then looks back at the suit and goes. Maybe I should just uh, hop in it and I take could just off. Take for a little flight, you know, take a little flight. You know. Go back to wherever Cruiser. I went over the night bet- between leaving right. Tony Stark's house and coming here. Right. Maybe I should yeah, just go exactly. back there. Go, go back and visit some of those people I did. Uh, you know, they have those uh, another adventure like I had in those Rody's Rody's big night part Rody's two road trip. <laughs> Jeez, can you? Oh, that's a road what trip. if episode. Uh-huh. Another that's, what if episode. That's right. That's right. We need like a spin-off series, maybe of like filling in the cracks, all these little things that happen in between. Uh, so uh, after that, then we transition and we are back at Stately Stark Manor. Uh, but uh, Stately Stark Manor isn't quite so stately anymore because uh, the windows all got blown out. So Trashed. it looks like they're. We see Nick Fury and Tony Stark are chilling, maxing, relaxing uh, at the place where the the kitchen was. Because like the windows are all blown out, and they just the put a couple out, right. deck chairs. <laughs> I think this is crown. where the the fruit tray and the ice sculpture was. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's where they are. okay. Uh, so that uh, so it's still damaged for that thing, and no one seems to be doing anything to repair it. Of course, it was just yesterday. So I mean, right. like he, you know, contractors don't work on your schedule; they work on yeah. their schedule. Uh, so and obviously he's been a little busy you know, getting donuts and stuff. So this is because like, this is later that same day. Like this is happening here. So. We we're catching up in the uh, in the conversation that's already going on. Uh, so Nick Fury says that thing in your chest is based on unfinished technology. Like, oh, okay. And Tony says, no, it was finished. It has never been particularly effective until I miniaturized it and put it in my. And he said, no. Howard said the arc reactor was the stepping tone to something greater. He was about to kick off an energy race that was going to dwarf the arms race. He was onto something big, something so big that it was going to make the nuclear reactor look like a triple A battery. Wow. And that's news. Like, it right. seems like that's news here and going forward because this is never referenced again. Like, this whole, this whole, yeah. not only just the convert, the relationship between Howard and Nick Fury or just everything. Yes, that. Yes, that right. we're going to get into that because, like, obviously, this goes on for a while. So we're going to talk about gotcha. about uh, Nick and and Howard uh, sort of in the next episode because this this conversation goes on. There's a lot more stuff in there, but the power thing, like about right. that he wanted the power. Like we're going to see a lot of Howard Stark from this point forward. Like right. we're going to see him in his in World War Two, and we're going to see him in the seventies. We're going to see him in the eighties. Like we're and we're going to see all these different things. And they never mentioned that he was interested in power at all. It's weird. <laughs> like I mean, I know that this was this was very much the beginnings of this kind of stuff. But it's like this is like a plot line that is a huge fundamental thud of a thing that happens right here in Iron Man Two, and is never referenced again in the rest of the MCU. So. Okay, question. Unless I'm wrong, unless which which case, contact us and let me know because I of all the things I've seen, I don't remember Howard Stark ever talking about power, right? (laughs) In terms of like giving power to the people at all, like Howard Stark now being portrayed as Nikola Tesla. Well, I'm going to reference my one of my my second favorite Val Kilmer movie of all time, The Saint. 
where ah. the whole plot of that movie is is a cold fusion and you know yes. the, the power the, basically this ability to give people free you know never ending power is your first wait, hold on as, as, let's let's aside for a minute here put a yeah. pin in that right. is your first favorite Val Kilmer movie Real Genius or Tombstone it's Tombstone oh it's Tombstone so it is Tombstone so you put the Saint above Real Genius yes interesting i love the saint i can't tell you i think I've, i think we talked <laughs> am, about this i'm in not judging i'm just i just no. mentioned that because for me the saint would be like five i know i, I like i'm not against it i'm just no. saying like he's done a lot of really really good stuff that no i, I know he has the saint. there's something about the saint that just totally has my heart i <laughs> okay. love that movie i just <laughs> well i think i think uh sylvester stallone's finest movie is judge dread so what are you gonna do Everybody's got their own weird controversial opinions about no, the movies. That's they like. cool. No, 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 that's, yeah, I just dropped you that. You can out have of your Rambo's, you can have your Rockies, I, but there's yeah. Judge Dredd and then there's First Blood. Those are the two best specials on the And but then he actually is an MCU actor, so we can talk about him technically right. on this show. Well, and then and then of course Demolition Man and then the specialist. So yeah. um Specialist? <laughs> Did you say specialist? I'm, I'm just... with you on Demolition Man. Hundred percent on Demolition Man. But Tango and Cash would clearly dude, go above the specialist. Dude, everything goes above the specialist. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, oh my god, that movie. All right. All right. So let's let's get back to the Marvel. Yeah, movie let's get back now. to this. So no, th- this whole thing about power. Okay, so here's my question then. Are we because I agree with you, I don't think I don't think this is ever really revisited again, no. like this whole thing of power. So yeah. there's two things. Is that just it is it are we making too much of it? Is that maybe what his point is, is that, hey, in all of this amazing stuff that Howard Stark was doing, this was an unintended discovery of this. And then yet we all realized, well, yeah, this would change the world, right? Like in our pursuit to do B, A turns out to be the crazy thing, right? Is that what this is? No, we're not making too much of it because of a little film called The Avengers. Because yeah. the central premise of the Avengers is uh, for for the character arc, he's trying to create a power system. So he's he takes Stark Tower off the grid so that he right. can create. He is in the and so then there's also a big discussion of why is Shield want to be in the energy business. There's a whole thread about this stuff, and then that also goes away because it gets fixed. Then everybody's I, got well, power. yeah. But, <laughs> but what happened to Tony Stark's plan to give power to the people? It happened. They did, did it. It, hap- it happened in the, in the in the in the blip. In the blip. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he we was figured like, that starting out. a family. He's like, oh yeah. So like, there's less people now. So less we, power to go around. So like, I can I can take two arc reactors and cover the whole country now you with now like have, half no, the population you, gone. You buy. They sell arc reactors on Amazon. <laughs> you just buy one. You plug it in your wasn't home. Wasn't a part of the conversation. Like was, people were too depressed to talk about how how easy power was at that point. It is kind of yeah. No stadiums to run, so you know. Uh, yeah, see, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's it is power. weird though. It's no. about power. It it's it's it does. Uh, yeah, because it does it. I mean, it is not revisited. Mm-mm. No, uh, yeah, I don't know. So so okay. So then here's the other theory. Then if we're if yeah. we're not making too much of it, is this just a plot device that <gasps> had no end? What? Is, okay. Yeah. D- hold on. Did you just admit that there's a weakness in Iron Man 2 that oh my just God, like, I... they just put something in here just because they're like, Holy I don't know. We admit need a... that there are things in this movie. I still enjoy it. <gasps> fully admit? I... When have you fully admit? I fully admit that there are there are uh, d- dangling threads. 
in a few places. Gonna, from this point forward, I'm going to need big flashing signs when you fully admit that there's a problem I, there because I, they have been very subtle to me. And <laughs> I'm sitting across from you, virtually I'm still speaking. Having, I'm still having fun. This is a very nice conversation. I don't know what they're drinking. It's some sort of mineral water in a blue bottle. That, no, that's all I got. Uh, so as the conversation goes on, then Tony says, just him or Anton Vanko in on yeah, this too. So it's like, right. oh, okay, let's not forget about that. So Fury says, Anton Vanko is the other side of that coin. Anton saw it as a way to get rich. When your father found out, he had him deported. When the Russians found out he couldn't deliver, they shipped his ass off to Siberia and he spent the next 20 years in a vodka-fueled rage. Not quite the environment you want to raise a kid in. The son you had the misfortune of crossing paths with in Monaco. That's nice well though. done. That's well, yeah, that's well done right there too. But it's also interesting how I don't know. It's like Fury is saying this as if he was there when he was not. Right. So it's sort of like, how old are you playing that you're supposed to be? Um. So yeah. then uh, Tony says, "You told me I hadn't tried everything." Which once again, like, seems like there's a lot you could unpack from that thing but tony's just moving on you told me i hadn't tried everything what do you mean i haven't tried everything what haven't i tried and then this is a weird edit because it seems like more conversation happened here that they're just like right eh, that's boring because this already these this is a long these are long three minutes of just like people sitting and talking right so fury says he said that you were the only person with the means and knowledge well well what hold hold on what 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 who are, what are you? What are you even talking about? Like yep. Tony says, "What do you mean I haven't tried everything? What haven't I tried?" And Nick says, "He said you were the only person with the means and knowledge." What? Yeah, that doesn't. That make... doesn't. That's like what conversation are you in, Nick? Because what? Like okay, so let's assume that he means Howard, right? Howard said, you were the only person with the means and knowledge. And that's obviously, that's where the minute ends, unfortunately, with the, yeah, with the sentence. But like, right. what? <laughs> it's, okay. It's a weird, weird cut right there. Well, I, it's I'm, a weird I'm curious cut. to see what, what's missing. Now, let's take it on face value. Let's just take on, let's take sure. what let's is in the. Nick is just going to be like, now nah, I'm just going to say whatever I want and not listen to what you say at all. Well, or, well yeah, that's true too. Okay. First of all, the you do make an, a really great point is. When he when when Nick explains the whole thing about Anton Vanko, because obviously what Tony Stark is doing here is is looking for reasons to hate his dad more, right? I mean, of course, he's yeah. already got father issues. He's, yeah, he, he's, got, he's got daddy issues. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Exactly, and the whole Anton Vanko thing has obviously made him doubt even his father even more. He says that Nick kind of gives him a whole starts to defend his dad, for lack of a better term. And I actually like the way the cut is where Tony just ignores it because he's like, no, no, no. Don't don't you try to soften my heart. No, 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 no. I want my I want the memories of my father to be as as horrible as they are. Right. Because like that's kind of what he's, I think that's what the implication is. So yeah. on the surface, I can take that that is an awkward transition in the conversation where he just blows it off. And I'm OK with that. But, yeah, the, the whole thing of going from I tried everything. What else is there left for me to do? How could he have said when we we and look at spoilers, we know where Tony Stark is at the time that his parents are the his parents die. Yeah. Did his father, I mean, I guess the assumption is, is that his father, even with a young Tony Stark, he knew he was going to have the resources because he's a Stark. It's all his. Yeah. And he knew that he was his father's son. And 
inherited the intelligence and the the mind and the creativity. It's just a weird, it's a weird analysis to come out of Nick Fury. Yeah. That's what makes it weird. True. Yeah, I guess where where it's coming from. But yeah, that <laughs> I know. So there's there's a lot to lot to unpack in terms of timeline, which which we'll get into uh in the Oh next no, the time I mean I, yeah, I mean yeah, it's, right. but it's it's more that it's more the edit that I was I was reading because yeah, like he said you were the your father is there- said you were the only person with the means and knowledge, and then obviously we'll is there anyone but... else he possibly could have been talking about in this in this edit? <laughs> I mean, right? Anton? Like, <laughs> you know I mean, that Stark boy. I think he's the one who can really finish the work. I my son my Ivan, boy, all my he wants son. to do is get tattoos and run around and play with his whips, but and this Tony Stark, now and this boy. My and son has, uh, has a wrong he has boy obsessions. fascination. He has obsession with tattoos, <laughs> with whips, and with boys. Oh my god! I'm sorry, I'm turning Jewish now. I don't know why all of a sudden. Hey, I'm Jackie Mason. I don't know what's going I, on. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You now. were all over the place. I know. I'm like slowly moving, moving east across, west across Europe. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, I, yeah, I. Okay, so what is our? So the timeline here is weird. It's, it's Nick, weird. Nick yeah, Fury like, and Howard is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess let, let's assume that Nick knows what he's talking about that all this stuff was true right. that he's in, so. Uh, yeah, he had. Uh, yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's unusual. I, I I guess also I guess what is Nick's goal here? Like Tony Stark's gonna die. <laughs> like he knows that like the poison they have gave him a antidote so they don't have to keep putting the makeup on on poor Robert's neck uh right. up his face or anything. Um but like what is what is Nick's goal in terms of Tony Stark right now? Well no, Nick's goal is to encourage him to fix himself so that he can be what they need him to be, which is a healthy changed member of the team. <laughs> oh, so this, this is all about, about like get, getting him to fix himself. Like we're yes. not here to fix you. Well, we this, can't fix this, because this we only know so much song all of a yeah. sudden. We're not here no, to no. fix you. You know, I mean, we can only, we can, well, wait until we get to the next minute. <laughs> we can only, I mean, no, I mean, the reality is, is that, look, we can only do so much to help you. The rest has got to be you. And this isn't, and this isn't necessarily like a father, a fatherly figure of advice. This is a, no, we seriously have, we, we know <laughs> the answers out there. We know you're the only one who can figure it out. Get yeah. to it. You're Stop messing person. around. Go Stop. be smart exactly stop messing around with the way you're messing around yeah because there is there is hope in this you got to figure it out like you said he's got other problems that he's either he's not yeah <laughs> toy stark's not number one on the list like you die okay it did suck but i got other stuff i do <laughs> well and it's and it's not even it's the idea that my god you're not you shouldn't be the problem you're actually part of the solution if you'd only get out of your own head yeah stop messing us up because we've got stuff to worry about and you should not be one of those things yeah that's I mean, I mean, Hank Pym is still out there. Yes, let's not, let's not forget. Right? He's, just, I mean, he's just chilling in his house, oh working on god, his experiments. Oh my god! I totally forgot. I'm just oh, thinking. About, I'm just thinking about the the founders of Shield. You know, because that's that that was what we're going to learn about. But 
So that's that's uh, that's virtually where minute sixty eight comes to an end in the middle of this uh, uh, this conversation that the the they are having a uh, lot of exposition has been uh, ex- exposited here um but <laughs> but, but good stuff though but great yeah, great conversation true, yeah. and the, but the exposition is not done yet uh so oh, there's no. there's more expositioning to be done so you know what as we think about uh this this little interchange here between uh nick fury and tony stark if you asked each one of them to rate howard stark as a person <laughs> and father <laughs> tony it might only be like a star maybe half a star Nick Fury, on the other hand, five stars. Oh, I like five stars. Well, yeah. Now think about this. Just take Nick Fury's view of this podcast. Go on to the place of your choosing that you like to listen to us. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and give us the same love that Nick Fury has for Howard Stark. We would really appreciate five star rating. Uh, yeah. and and you can do it in any one of the podcatchers you like we, we we're not uh, sending you to itunes we're not sending you to google podcasts uh or to pocket cast whatever wherever you get your podcast even yeah. spotify uh, sure the more reviews they have the the more high profile we get and we can share our madness uh with the rest of the world and we will thank you for it and we will well, thank you yes. for it. Because I'd say we we did a, a big uh, fan shout out at the end of uh, last season. So if there's enough stuff, we can do it again. Yes, you we can. too can mention on Marvel Movie Minutes. Wouldn't you like to hear your name coming out of our mouths? <laughs> oh, that's... Leave it at that. Just leave it at that. <laughs> so we'll be back here for minute sixty nine as we get into the hidden history of Nick Fury uh, and what it means to the future of the MCU. By looking at the past. Ooh. Nice. You do not want to miss it. Enough said. Bye. Bye.